0: Yeah. Hey, Blended Family Playbook. It is your best friend for the next, let's just say, 90 minutes. You gonna give me that much, Kim. I don't know if we can go 90 minutes, but oh man, we got a broadcast for you today. It's part two of Unsaved the Day. Wife Ready. We're going to be talking about the new book. We're going to be talking about what Kim engaged in yesterday. With this women's empowerment event, Um, if you if you haven't seen part one, you can go back to that one. It's it's down in there if you look through all the broadcasts. So we had to bring her back. She just happened to be in town. We were going to have Kim next week, but she was going to be in Atlanta. So with her being in town, she made the suggestion of actually doing it again, like how we did it last time. So. I'm so happy to have yeah, you, Kim. We didn't
1: get a chance to do it because you, like, right. you, be, you had- That's right. I was on an airplane. That's right. So I Christmas was, did it. Yeah.
0: that's right. Okay. And you guys tore it up. So um, <laughs> my wife, she'll be, I think she'll probably be dialing in. Um, she's handling some of her own business um, about her business. So she'll probably be adding her commentary. So um, we're going to be talking about some things that 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 even what happened on today are you wife ready? So here, here's, here's how it goes down. We're going to be, we're, we're, Kim is here to answer questions. We're going to be um, putting some polls out there. It's going to be a pretty doggone good show. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited because Kim is a, again, a phenomenal woman, lots of information, lots of wisdom. So my, my goal is, is that I want you to share this a lot, share this broadcast. Remember sharing, is caring care,
2: yeah sharing is caring yeah, yeah, yeah. all right
0: so kim let's let's get to it i mean yes. give us give us an update what's been going on since the last time we met which was that about it nine was, months uh, ago maybe no,
1: not quite. it was in ooh, april was it april it was in april. Man, it, was in april. it seems like a long time so six months what's been going six on months. since then since then i released my second book okay the book we're talking about, oh, Unsave the Date, Are You Wife Ready? Preparing Women for Mirrors Beyond the Wedding Day. Yeah. so, sold uh, from the time that it released in between early pre orders and released in September, close to 250 copies.
0: Outstanding. People have been
1: giving me testimonies and how direct the book is.
0: Yeah. And that's what I think I like about you can, um, that's where you know, the tagline for, for myself is my transparency, your deliverance. Mm-hmm. I only like bringing people on here that actually are very transparent. Um, I see you, you know, I see Tristan, um, and CC, I had them on before another couple that very transparent. I mean, brought a lot of real world wisdom. Yeah. So, um, that's why you're here. Um, Man, this is going Transparency heals. Yeah, transparency. It's
1: good going to do if we don't tell you the truth on how exactly. you can be the lover. Exactly. Or walk in freedom. Exactly. Or give you the cliff notes of our life so you don't make the same mistakes that we did? That's, yeah, that's what it's about. that's what it's about.
0: That's what it's about. So, I now, if y'all don't have this book, this is Kim's first book, Me, My Man, and His Music. You can still get that on Amazon, or if you want to-
1: hit me up directly. Or they can hit you mm-hmm. up
0: directly. We're going to put all of Kim's social media- all of the ways to get in contact with her throughout the broadcast, but let's talk about book two. Let's talk about again what you've been doing okay. since since April. Um, you have moved to Atlanta. Tell us about that. Okay. Tell us about um, let's 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 dive into that. How's yeah. that
1: been going? It's been going really good. Atlanta is an entrepreneurial city. Okay, it's a place where if you want to make a business happen, you can make a business happen. Okay. So I've been getting connected there and um, learning my way around and getting to know people and. Anytime I share the concept of wife ready, it always piques someone's interest. I was in the store and I have a shirt for myself that I wear just for okay. advertising wife ready boot There you go. And sometimes I forget I have it on and I'll see people staring at me and I'm thinking, What are they looking at? And I realize my shirt. And one lady at the office depot, she said, What is that? Wife ready? And she just kind of snickered. I mm. said, Is that funny to you? Mm. She said, Yeah, what is wife ready boot camp? I said, well, what are your thoughts about it? She said, I don't know. What, is, what does that mean? I said, well, it's an organization. It's my organization. And it's about preparing women for marriage beyond the wedding day. Wow. And I said that she was like, that makes sense. That's needed. That's necessary. Tell me more. So I began to tell her more of what it looks like and how many girls, not all girls. I don't like to generalize all girls and be in being one category. Right, right. But a lot of the markets are all invested into the wedding day, the ceremony. Mm-hmm the hashtag, what is going to be my hashtag the minute he asks me to marry him. Yeah. The relationship hashtag and going through all the the fun things. Every wedding show you see on television is preparing that girl to be a bride, but nobody's preparing her to be a wife. Not on television.
0: Ooh, that's a good one, y'all. They're preparing that's her good to be one. a bride. That's a good one. So, hey, every, say that one more time. We're going to make sure we yeah. get that one Every down.
1: television show you see is always preparing the girl for the wedding. How, say yes to the dress. Dress for weddings. Wow. Uh, outrageous cakes. I mean, you name it. Uh, I want that wedding. A new show. You know, they take a bride around, see four different weddings, four different budgets. But no one's taking the time to prepare her to be a wife. Wow. That's the longest journey. The journey from the front of the church to the back of the church is a small step. Wow. The step they're going to take to be a wife will be an eternal step, a forever step, and those are the steps that need to be talked into, spoken into, and prepared for.
0: Ooh, a wedding, a, a
1: wedding is Ooh. optional.
0: A wedding is optional. Oh, that's another it's good an one, y'all. That's y'all.
1: For the, most, a, y'all. For the most part to get married, all you need is a marriage license. You don't actually have to have a wedding. I suggest that you do if you decide to have one and go all out within means because actually the most weddings that are paid that, that cost the most are the ones that mostly end up in divorce. Because of the stress from the finances of you having this wedding, probably to impress whomever is coming, you're still going to be married at the end of the day if you spend thirty dollars, thirty dollars, or thirty thousand dollars.
2: Come
1: on, it doesn't matter. But anyway, the so saying the date is about preparing women for marriage beyond the wedding day because marriage is until death do you part, not till wow. divorce Come do you on. part. Come on. And I believe and I tell people that I counsel <laughs> as a premarital counselor, I say my heart's desire for you is that I will be the only premarital counselor you'll have. You'll have many more sessions where you need to invest into your relationship with others and you'll be an investor in your relationship with marriage counselors and you'll go to conferences and things like that. But on the pre side, I wanna be the only one that you walk this life through uh before you get married until death do one of you. Absolutely. Part. I don't want to hear that you've divorced and you're going on to another free of counsel with a re-divorce or the remarriage because this one didn't work. Wow! And it's so much inner work that needs to be done on ourselves before we get married. Absolutely. And that's what wife ready is all about doing the work beforehand. You can't do all of it, but you can do a whole lot. The inner healing that needs to be, uh, to be, uh, had the discovering and knowing who you are, what your purpose is. And there's so many things that I talk about in my book. Uh, uh, are you wife material? Because a marital status is not just uh, a Mrs. You know what a Mrs. A marital status. You marriage is about the condition of your heart.
0: That's another good one, y'all. Marriage is about the condition, condition of your heart of your heart because
1: you can still be married and single-minded.
0: Ooh, uh, you can, Kim. Give me That's another. Let me get that one, Kim. You can still, still
1: be married and single-minded. It has nothing to do with your title, because a wife is just not a title, it's a responsibility. And your heart, condition of your heart is is the inner you, the inner person of you, your thought, your attitudes, your belief system, your affection, and what your heart feels. So, so it's all about your heart matters that determines on how your life will look like as being a wife. And you can actually be a wife and still be single-minded. And that cause I can't even begin to tell you how many problems that has caused, or even, even divorce, yeah.
0: So we all know, and and if you're out there, here's the statistics. If you are married and then you get divorced, the statistics state that it becomes even easier for you to get divorced that second time. And then if you get divorced that second time, it becomes even easier that third time. So the point of wife ready is so we can eliminate these divorces because it creates fractions Mm -hmm. within families. Blended families are great. But I'm here, Kim is here so we can stop blended families being created based on divorce. And again, if you've divorced, that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. It happens, Mm -hmm. it's part of life. I hope you've forgiven yourself as well as the person that you divorced because ultimately if there were any children out of it, guess what, that's what matters, you focusing on them. But the point of wife ready, the point of the blended family guy, it is to eliminate that. And if you're in the midst of a marriage or about to get married, here, here's, where, here's what it boils down to. Can you make the decision either if you're in the marriage to figure it out and take some of her principles that saying, you know what? I'm a married woman. I'm a married guy and I'm still mm-hmm. acting single mm-hmm. or call the wedding off. How many of y'all can absol- can actually do that? Call the wedding off. Because you're not wife ready, because you're not husband ready. So go ahead, Kim. Let's let's touch on this. Let's dig deep. Now, you are always, just to let you all know, Kim is always going to be dropping little nuggets here and there. I'm going to try to capture them um, within our studio and put them and post them online. But you need your pen. You need your pad because this is some really good stuff. And if you don't have that, remember, you're going to be able to look at this broadcast again and again as often as yeah. you like. All right. So, Kim, let's, let's touch on this this new book what inspired it um when did you start writing it how long did it take
1: okay what inspired this book is i've been doing women's ministry for over 25 years okay and in the last three or four years i've been doing premarital counseling so wife ready is the baby that was born out of the women's ministry and the premarital counseling wow and I realized as a young bride myself, getting married at the age of 20, what I didn't know and what caused so many unnecessary hardships in my marriage because of the lack of maturity that I had, the mindset that I had and my expectations. Unrealistic, many of them. So yes. wife, ready? I began to realize, and it didn't, you know, your purpose is something that you discover you don't determine. And it all started making sense to me in the last few years that marriage was something God had caught me to. My late husband and I did some, this book is about our story. It's, it's based around my story as a musician's wife and everything I hated about it because it wasn't what I signed up for. I signed up for a man with a nine to five, mm-hmm. but I was focused on the paycheck. And he was focused on the purpose. Mm-hmm. And that's what this, all of this is about. This is me good. fighting for the paycheck, he fighting for the purpose and me never sitting down and ask God what was his blueprint for our marriage. <laughs> I did get it together before my husband passed away. But so realizing a lot of the things that I went through, I'm thinking, okay. you know, the Titus two woman, God says that, you know, you go and you teach the younger women. I feel like at some point I had a responsibility to share what I learned. Because I have a PhD, not from Liberty University, not from Uni- University of Houston, from, but from the School of Hard Knocks. Come on,
0: come on, yes, yes I, P- yes, I have a
1: PhD behind my name because a lot of the things that I uh, mistakes that I made, and you mentioned it, and a lot of people share, and I'm starting to realize that a lot of the things that I'm sharing with women based is based on wisdom. It's just wisdom to do these things. It's like if you want the results. You have to do the work. You, you have to, to do know. You, you have to know. You know. If you don't know, you don't know. But this is a, a book on wisdom. Do you have to do these steps? Absolutely. You have done Absolutely. things, but pay taxes and die is what Absolutely. they say. But if you really want to set yourself up for lifelong love, and you really want to get a happy marriage that thrives, not just survives, there's some inner work that has to be done on yourself beforehand. It's just nowhere around it. Inner healing is 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 essential before you go into a relationship, be it from a divorce. A, barrier, a toxic relationship, issues with your daddy, and all those other things in between. You have to take those necessary steps because if you don't, you're only transferring that pain into your relationship, and you can make your husband pay for something that the last man did to you.
0: Yeah, I want y'all to hear that. You young ladies, I don't care if from, from when you got married to, to, to 90 years old, you can make your husband pay for something that he had nothing, nothing, to, to, do do with.
1: With. nothing to do with. Husbands
0: him. as well, vice versa. All that baggage you're carrying, and if you have not resolved it before you got married, before you get married, you're in some trouble. So I'm I'm letting you know now, I mean, Kim, and me and my wife, we do it all the time. Matter of fact, she scheduled a session um, with our counselor, uh, I think, for next week. You know awesome. why? She, she, she's like, dude, somebody needs to talk to you. <laughs> Wife ready is this, y'all. Are you ready for when me, I'm moving so quick, I forgot to tell my wife about today. She knew about today, but I forgot to share with her all the details. Now, thank God she loves Kim, because if Chris had said, hey, babe, you know what? Um, No, this ain't happening. The wife, this ain't happening, you know why? I'm committed to my wife Mm -hmm. and Kim knows I'll put no other woman before my wife. No No. one. Mm -mm. So I thank God that her and Kim have a great relationship Mm -hmm. because I actually wanted her and Kim to really do this show because they they have such good chemistry. But my point in all that is, are you as a wife ready for when your husband messes up and forgets to tell you things? Are you flexible enough? Are you malleable enough to manage that and not go off on him?
1: Or... Are you wife ready to the point where you can respect another man's marriage?
0: Oh, uh oh.
1: I do not believe that women Uh-oh. should have friends who are male and your husband knows nothing about it. And Come on, Kim. Absolutely. If we all three of us not friends, then there's no friendship. There is no
0: friendship. I don't care I if agree. you knew
1: him from elementary school. I, agree. I don't care if you knew him in kindergarten. I don't care if y'all were born and, and shared the crib at the hospital. Absolutely. If the man is married, he has no business. The woman has no business. Uh, Having a relationship with a man who you are not married to. Absolutely. Your wife needs to know about that. That is, to me, the utmost of disrespect for the marriage union when you feel like that. Okay, so it's not that kind of vibe. Okay. I agree. But you spend a significant amount of time in conversation, things happen, hearts start getting mended. Your wife, Crystal, acting the fool. You talking to me on the phone. <laughs> I'm
2: telling you. You know yes, what I mean? Stuff starts yes,
1: happening. Absolutely. And you cannot make me believe that at, over time, even if you don't end up, you know, physically in a relationship, if your heart, The Bible says the man look on the wife and lust after her. You've already committed adultery.
0: Absolutely. So just
1: with a thought you've said. Absolutely. Not with a physical act. That's so right. you mean to tell me you can be friends with a female. Over the course of time, and spend significant amounts of time with her on nothing, and nothing develops. Over Come on, oh, that-
0: so all those office romances That's that it. some of y'all fellas are having over Jabber, over mm. over Messenger, over these little messengers, and even though she's in Atlanta and you in Connecticut, but y'all vibing on them little on them little message boards at work, and you don't think your wife knows? God knows, and I need you to stop that. You know why? you are committing adultery. Yes, yeah, you are. Yes, so I doing. need you to stop these little office romances, even though there's no physical touch, there's, a, there's, there's an, there's an a emotional bond, bomb, a bond. right? So, so Kim, let me give you an example of something that I do, and I wanna hear your opinion on this. So with me and my wife, my wife can access my phone, my, uh-oh, and here's another one, y'all. My wife can access my computer, my work computer. You know why? I have nothing to hide Mm -hmm. and it creates accountability. So Kim, my wife, but we have a trusting where if my wife is looking through my phone for whatever pictures, she's looking up an old text message where I sent her something and she sees something that I might be sharing with one of my boys, you know, one of my guys and because of trust, right? She is not, she has to act like she hasn't seen it. There have been times I've been in my wife's phone and I'm just looking for a picture that she might've taken. And I see that she was mad, mad at me. She's calling me a knucklehead. Mm -hmm. She's talking to one of her girlfriends. I will never ever bring that up. You know why? Why? Because one, I don't ever want to betray the trust she has in letting me access her device. Mm -hmm. And so I I, I do also know this. She needs to be able to trust me that when she's upset with me, she can vent to one of her friends. So we have a really good partnership over the course of our marriage. She can look at anything and I, cause I don't have nothing to hide. She can look through emails, she can look through my phone. She could even, if she wanted to look over my my work computer, which she never has, yeah. she can do that. You know why? Because I trust her and she's earned that trust because she's never betrayed mm. it and, and, and vice versa. So I want to know how you feel about that
1: you know what I was sitting in a counseling session with a couple and I got down to those things about phones and emails and mail mail, regular mail that comes to the house. And I asked the couple, do you have a problem with opening each other's mail? One said, yes. One said, no. Mm. The man said, I have a problem with that. I'm like, why? He had a problem with answering her, answering the phone. I said, why do you have a problem with Uh answering? When her, she answered the phone, he said, because it's my phone.
2: Uh-oh, it's, red it's, flag. It's, it's,
1: it's, it's my phone, and it, I don't need her to answer for me. If I'm not available, the call just needs to go to voicemail, and I'll get to it when Uh-oh. I can return the call. Oh. In her mind, that's a trust issue. That's a trust because issue. Because if I can't answer the phone and speak for you in that moment when we're in the same room and I see you're tied up with someone, I feel some kind of way about that because I don't have a problem with you doing that for me. In that counseling session, he realized that that was an inner vow that he had made. He was bringing into this relationship that it was not resolved, going back to inner healing. telling you, And I explained to him, I said, if she's feeling some kind of way, why wouldn't you want her to answer your phone? He said, because it's my phone. I said, is that being selfish? No, it's just how I decided I, I want it to be. It's deeper than what you just wanted to be. Come on. I don't mind. It's, you know, my <laughs> husband answering my phone. I don't mind you going because I have nothing to hide. That's right. We are one because if I hurt you, I'm hurting myself. I hurt myself. We're hurting each other. That's right. So I don't have a problem with you having access to my email. I don't have, I don't have an account that you don't know anything about. I don't have a voicemail or, or Google Come voicemail on. that you don't Come know anything on. about. When you're <laughs> on the table and you're walking as one, you are walking as one. I listened to a radio station the other day and they were talking about prenups.
0: Oh, so <laughs> let's touch on some prenuts. This is y'all, this is Prenu good stuff. Uh oh. And they want
1: to know, should you have a prenup?
0: Uh-oh, this is good. This is good, y'all. I want y'all to share this broadcast now. Okay. I need you to share this broadcast. Share it now. Sharing is caring because I've been on shows. You know, Sonia, my good friend yes, Sonia.
1: Yes,
0: in Atlanta. hmm I was on a show about prenuts. And I mean, I'm talking about we we were going at it. I, I was very, very Passion. I don't believe in prenups. I don't. Prenups. I don't. It's you are, almost you like already
1: you're signing up you, you already signing up for, 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 for trouble. Yeah, you're signing up. You're, you're you're basically, I don't trust I you. I don't trust you. Yeah.
0: Well, what about the house, you know, that my grandfather worked so hard for that he willed to me? Well, guess what? If you're marrying the right husband, you what does it matter? Shouldn't be a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in prenups. If you believe in prenups, I want to hear from you right now mm-hmm. on this broadcast. Tell me what you think about prenuptial agreements. And if you agree with them, I want to know. I
1: want to know why.
0: I want to know why. And let's talk and dialogue about that. But um, let's touch on that. What, what, what I think that? you can
1: treat the prenup back to what I'm saying before, inner healing and inner violence. Me, There's I been agree. some mistrust I somewhere agree. where trust has been breached, where you don't Ooh, feel like this is good. you can let go and trust another man or another woman with your money. It's never yours. I agree. It's, it's ours. I agree. Your student loan, your hundred eighty five thousand dollars student loan debt becomes mm-hmm. our hundred eighty five thousand dollars student loan debt. Come on. It's not ours. It's not your. It's it's not our. It's not Absolutely. yours. It's ours. So for the prenup, you've already telling me I don't trust you, and in the end, I'm already preparing for my way out, and I'm coming in. I'm going out with what I came in with, and you get nothing. Come on. That's how I see prenups.
0: I'm telling my you. My thing:
1: if you have to have a prenup before you get married. There is somewhere along the line where there's no trust, and marriage is about trust.
0: That's it. Plain and simple.
1: It's about trust. And I don't, I I feel, I'm like you. I don't, I feel some kind of way about you. You've already telling me I don't trust you with everything in every part of me. Well, what, what are -hmm. you getting married for? I mean, marriage is. The most intimate relationship you'll ever have on the planet, and you'll never be more closer than anyone that you're married to. Come on, if if you trust your advisor more than you trust in your wife, a oh, that's a problem. Oh,
0: that's a problem. That's oh, a problem. Yeah. So
1: I, I most of the calls who called into that particular radio show, absolutely not. No, I don't. I would. I, I have a problem with someone already created an out in case I do something that they don't like when it comes down. To that's it. it. It's, it's and they're still looking at it as their money. That's it. That's a, not our money. No. They're legally protecting themselves to get out of this marriage with everything they came into. Absolutely. And I feel some kind of way about that. Oh, I,
0: I'm just telling you. you I know, feel some kind of way about that. I, I do not believe in prenuptials. I do not believe in having female friends that my wife does not know about. Now, again, do I have um, ladies at work that I, that I interact with? Absolutely. But am I going out to lunch and... And this and that, and my wife doesn't know. Am I having? Uh, I am. Well, it's not like she don't know. I don't do it, yeah. right? So I need y'all to understand. You are creating. You're creating challenges. You're creating a. Um, a, a
1: Can I say this Ooh, also, yes, Marcus? Yeah, Women yeah. have a way of seeing the heart of another woman before a man does. Mm. You thinking it's not that kind of vibe. Oh, Kim. She's like, honey, Uh-oh. I'm telling you, that Uh-oh. guy, that girl Uh-oh. is no, she ain't because no, Uh-oh. yes, she is because I know I'm, I'm a female. I know what what I like. I know what it fulfills me. I know what empowers me, and I know how I feel in the presence of another man, married or not. And I see this woman coming for you in a way that you can't see, and I'm trying to show you. And most men, a lot of men, don't see it that way. It's always it's not that kind of vibe. No, mm-hmm. it's not that kind of vibe, but it would be that kind of vibe. Just the other day, I posted. Affairs don't start when you're horny in a hotel. They start over conversations in a coffee shop.
0: I need y'all to <laughs> I need y'all to hashtag and retweet that one. Say that one more time, Kim. Ooh,
1: that's that's a good one. affairs does not start with you being Ooh. horny in a hotel. They start with conversations over coffee.
0: Oh, that's it. Yeah. And let me tell you
1: something. My husband, my late husband, was saying. I'm going to get real. I hope it's Ooh. nobody under the age of 18 watching. But he would always tell me that a booty doesn't have a face. Ooh. So if that woman is making you feel good about yourself, yourself and she can look like Agave, she can look like a Buddha on a stick, but if she is making you feel good about yourself, you is not even thinking about anything more about how much she is building you up. So you cannot tell me that conversations with the ex. We ain't got off the pre We can back. We, the, we, let's go back. We, we can take this wherever you need to. You cannot make me believe that uh, conversations with, with women does not in, it evolve into something. It doesn't always. But there is something there that can be an inordinate affection that you otherwise does not need to have with another female. If you're not willing to let it go, it goes to tell me that it's just feeding you in a way that it shouldn't
2: Mm. If you have a
1: problem with it and I'm, and I'm approaching you with it and I'm telling you I'm uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable with it and you're fighting me for it it's feeding you in a way that you need to let it go.
0: Uh-oh. Y'all, I am Why not, are you fighting for it? Uh-oh. Let me so I want y'all to understand this brothers cuz we we can be good for this. Brothers can be good for this when our wife is telling us this woman that they see means no good. I don't care. And and this is what I've always told my wife. My wife could be dead wrong, but most of the time she's going to be spot on. Mm -hmm. But I've always told my wife, if you ever have a problem with any woman, we're done. You don't have to worry. I'm I'm out. You don't ever have to worry. If If there's somebody I'm having to work with on a project or anything, my wife knows That's it, there is no argument. She's
1: uncomfortable, it's over.
0: That's it. Mm -hmm. No, I'm talking about right then and there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you a prime example, Kim. Of This is transparency, gentlemen. There was a lady that I used to work with. And like Kim said, I didn't see what my wife saw. But one day I was working and we were watching a Sunday night football game. And my wife saw the instant message come up. Now, again, when she saw it come up, the reason why she, I, I didn't care why I don't have nothing to hide, yeah. but she just saw the tone of the instant message. And she said, you need to cut that off. In my mind, I didn't see anything wrong. I didn't detect anything, but I didn't argue with my mm-hmm. wife either. I said, this is done. Now, this was, a, and actually it was a friend that I knew at from work, but had became a good friend outside of work. She was just good people. Mm-hmm. But again, my wife, my wife said, I don't like this conversation. And guess what? She was deleted from Facebook and I have never communicated with her since. Now, did my wife check me that night? And did I did I get a nice little talking to? Yeah, but you know what? I told her, I said, Chris, you can look through anything and everything. You know me. And you know why it didn't go left, Kim? Mm-hmm. It's because my wife knows she can trust me. She, can trust she me. Now, now again, can I be dumb? Am I human? Yeah, did I see it? I didn't, but she did. No argument. No argument from me. So gentlemen, fellas, when your wife is telling you, leave that woman alone, whoever that woman is, your wife comes before any woman, anybody. Matter of fact, thank you. Fellas, your fellas, if your wife doesn't like you hanging out with your boys, Mm -hmm. guess what? Stop hanging out with your boys. Now, let me be honest. All the fellas that I go hang out with, my wife is cool with Kim, you know why? She trusts them, she knows that they ain't trying to lead me down the wrong path. Or she knows that I'm hanging with them possibly to minister to them. Yeah. But y'all fella, y'all women, same with y'all ladies. Absolutely. Now my wife, she'll laugh, and I'm not gonna mention any names. But early on in our marriage, there was a there was a lady my wife was hanging out with, and I told her I said, "Look, you need to stop hanging out with her. There's something about her I don't like, but I need you to ha- I need you to stop hanging." And my wife did. Now, this is before we were married, Kim. Mm-hmm. But I said, I said, Crystal, I need you to stop. And she did. Yeah. Oh, we weren't gonna get married because mm-hmm. I could see where this where it was and going. And You
1: know what? I, I can hear people saying where she's just insecure.
0: Well, you're just no no, it only, has no, no, it has nothing, it has nothing, nothing to, do to do with being
1: insecure. It's boundaries.
0: That's it. It's boundaries. It's
1: boundaries. It is. Just like Come I on. just like a woman, single or married has no business making a married man a cake without his uh-oh. wife's approval. You don't come bringing my husband a cake. Where you doing? I. You don't make. If, if we're all friends and couple friends and then that's one thing, but you just see him in the church and you want to bring him a cake? Come on. That's just like making him some lasagna and using panties for potholders.
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> now, women, if y'all bring, try to bring me some lasagna, using panties as potholders, pot my wife's gonna fight you. I'm just gonna tell you, she's gonna knuckle you up. Don't try that with Crystal Holmes, because she she fights, I I'm just too. telling I'm you. I'm the mama bear, yeah, I don't play that. Yeah, I don't, don't play, that. play that. But I'm just telling you, I've seen it happen. And Kim, I know you yeah. have too. So I think sometimes what we think is is just kind of common sense, we realize common sense is not, not so far. common. It's not so common. No, no. So this is good stuff. Yeah. Tell us a few. Tell us about yesterday's event. I mean, if you can, without bearing, if there were any secrets, you can keep those, but what was, what was discussed during the women's empowerment event yesterday?
1: I started off talking about, we had it at the Hotel Zaza, which is a fabulous establishment down in the museum district.
0: Absolutely. And we
1: talked about, first of all, the condition of the heart. Like I mentioned earlier, that marriage is a condition of the heart. It's not about you just being single. I mean, married, but you have to be marriage minded. You can still be married and single minded. Then I begin to share them 10 steps that I think is very important that you need to take to getting wife ready. One being getting your finances together. Uh Men are looking for partners, not dependents. They don't want little girls they have to take care of. I mean, you may be in debt, you may not be all the way out of debt, but you need to have a plan. Do you have life insurance? Are all your documents in folders in a a place where you can go and pull them And You need to have your stuff in order. Then are not looking for somebody to have to take care. We talked about living your best life now, Mm -hmm. not waiting until you are married to go on that cruise, go to Hawaii, go overseas, visit the world. Because God forbid, I know most women don't want to hear this. And if they're not married for another 10 years from now, 10 years have passed. And you waiting, putting your life on hold. I say in my book, life, married as for married women. It's not a season for you to be waiting for a husband. It's not the season of, it's not a waiting room. And you should be actively that's living good. your life, not passively sitting around waiting for a husband. That's good. Because usually most of the time when he comes, when you're not looking for him anyway, because that's God true. does not want that man that he wants to be on the throne of your heart, not your desire for a husband. He doesn't want you to, to idolize marriage to the point. That's all you're thinking about is being married and you're not walking in purpose and doing what mm-hmm. God's put you to be to do. And your purpose is not just to be a wife and a mother. People think they get to the altar and that's the end goal. That's just the beginning of the journey. You're not just trying to get to the end goal of the, of the, of the ceremony. You're pronounced from Mr. Mrs. You You're just starting that journey out together. And I tell people that marriage is about purpose. I think I said this before. It's not about preference. There's a, there's a call that the two of you (laughs) have together that you can do better together than you can do single. Marriage is a ministry. We talked about that yesterday. Ministry are meant to meet the needs of others. You have to go into this thing with selfish, with selflessness, and submission,
2: good. because
1: the greatest marriage is two that's servants good. in love. The worst marriage is two masters in love.
2: Ooh, ooh, that's, that's, okay. from, that's, from okay. that's
1: from Jimmy Evans from Marriage Today. The greatest marriage is two servants in love. You should be trying to outserve one another. It's a ministry,
0: y'all. So I, I'm left speechless because this is something that I'm constantly working on with myself is how can I be a better servant mm-hmm. to my wife? Because sometimes I think that I have that on lockdown and she is so quick to tell me I don't. And, <laughs> and I like that. Right. But I love what she just said to the greatest marriage is two servants in marriage, in love. Well,
1: the worst marriage is two masters. Two masters.
0: masters. And I'm gonna tell you what makes it hard is when you got even still one master and one servant, one servant, one trying to serve the other one trying to be a master. Somebody has to
1: die in the relationship. You got to die to yourself. I talked about submission—the dirty word of submission—and submission has had a bad rap in in, in the mouths of women. They think they're supposed to uh, be subservient. You're equal in your marriage. Submission is the authority that you give to one another. And to the extent that the husband is submitted to God in the extent that he is to be, she is to be ex- submitted to her husband. You should not be doing, asking your wife to do anything outside of what the word requires her to do. God has put the woman, excuse me, God has put the man in charge, not because he's wiser, not because he's smarter, only because it's a part of his divine design. And if the woman tries to leave the house, leave the husband, leave the family because she doesn't think her husband is capable she is out of divine order and God will not bless his competition.
0: I want y'all to understand that. Did you hear that? I know, look, every time okay. it's a good quote, it's a good nugget. I get all close to the camera. <laughs> so yeah. if you're hearing this podcast, you're hearing my the inflection in my mm-hmm. voice. That's how you can tell. That's another good. One. Can you repeat that again, Kim? If
1: the woman will try to take the, 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 the guys put the man <laughs> in head because he is, it's his design, not because he's wiser or he's smarter. If a woman feels that she can do better, if she could be the head, she would be out of divine order because God will not bless his competition. He has not given her the authority. God has said that that man is head of the wife. He holds the man responsible. And I told the women yesterday, you ought to be happy about that because at the end of the day, he is the one that got to stand before God in the uh, in the garden when when Eve was tempted and she ate the fruit. Yeah. And, and God spoke to them. He tried to blame the wife. He helped turn around and he made- pumped out.
0: Adam pumped out
1: and turned around and said, "No, I put you in charge." He
0: had to check, and that has it.
1: not changed. That's right. The man is in charge, not because he's smarter, not because he's wiser. Wiser is because it's a part of God's divine design. And if the woman tries to take that position from him, especially Type A personality women who have a strong personality,
0: Type A personality, Type women. A personality, High women, D. Women. If high you are D. a this yes.
1: person, yes, a
0: High D personality. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Strong women who are wired that way because that's the purpose that God has for them, Mm -hmm. but that personality has to be tempered by the Holy Spirit. Uh Uh-oh. You will find those women on their third marriages. Uh Uh-oh. They they, they, they don't want to be subject to nobody, even their husband. They don't have a revelation on what the word says about headship. God honors headship. Ooh. This is... All right, we're
0: making some women very mad. We're making some fellas very mad, but guess what? Guess what? I don't care. You know why? I want you to live your best life. And if you plan on getting married, you need to hear this. This is that tough talk. All right. Yeah, so um, there's my son. He's right here. You all right, Major? Major, you all right? All right, we're going to lay down, son. Go and lay down, buddy. Um, y'all, this is some really good stuff. So um, wow, headstrong women.
1: Submission but, is 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 difficult for them. They're task oriented. Okay. You know, and they, they, they're, those are the women that are corporate America that make things happen. You know, they're women who have stronger personalities than their husbands for the most part. I know, I can think of some women right now that deep personality who have been divorced three times. They have yeah. never learned the art of what the Bible says in Ephesians 5 that you are to be respect your husband. Respect yeah. is unconditional. That's right. And I'm going to take it a step further when it Uh comes down to respecting a man. Unfortunately for a lot of women, they have not had their fathers in their life.
0: Uh
1: And they feel justified
0: Uh in
1: being disrespectful to men because their father has not earned that in their own life. Now, granted, he was emotionally unavailable, Uh physically unavailable, financially unavailable. Because your mama took care of you and you had he, she had to come up with child care to make sure that the family was taken care of. It still does not exempt you from honoring the position that he has as your father. There's no excuse for his behavior. There's no excuse for his choices to not be the father in your life. But that daddy issue gotta be resolved before you go it's into a marriage. Be it has to be. Because what you're gonna do is try to to extract the thing that you wanted from your daddy, from your husband, and that's not what his position that's is. That's not his
0: position. Now, this is, this is, so we're gonna, let's talk about the flip, Kim, because last time, Kim, Kim, I, I don't know what I wanna call it, audience, family. Kim said that a woman, by how she speaks to her man, can either bring out the prince or bring <laughs> out the punk. Now, I want to let you know, I ain't no punk. Now, I thank God my mom was in my life, mm-hmm. but I think about all those men who most of the time, men, the the, the, the mother's always in their life. But when you have that, I, I call it um, not the not the best mother son relationship where because the father wasn't there, sometimes the woman, the mom she places that son in a position where he's almost like her husband
2: Yes,
0: and, and it's, and it's, and sometimes it's innocent. It comes innocently or they spoil the boy and he, and he's a mama's boy, mama's boy. and he thinks that a woman should take care of him. Mm-hmm. So it is the role reversal. Mm-hmm. So when you have a high D woman, a, 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 very, um, uh, a high D personality, they're a driver meeting a punk husband. Mm-hmm. That's when you see these really weird relationships yes. and I call, they're not weird. They're just, they're, it's, it's the role reversal, oh, yeah. and they don't work, and they don't work. Yeah. I, I, don't, I hate seeing punk men, and and, and I'm talking about punk in the, in, from the position of they're not leading, not leading as God him. would have Doesn't them believe. lead. Yeah. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. being um, the, the, the domineering one. Mm-hmm. I've seen husbands who are very quiet. Mm-hmm. Their wife is a high D, but she lets him lead in terms of being the husband. And so let's touch on that, Kim. Let's touch on that male yeah, figure. Because you, know, you you good on that one, too. Let's and touch what I, on that what I
1: understand topic. about men who are absentee fathers, have fatherless sons and dadless daughters, that this there is some brokenness that they have experienced in yeah. their own life.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And I was talking to someone the other day, and he was sharing with me that the, his father told him that the reason why he wasn't in his life, this is just how his father felt about it. I mean, you can people can take this hobby wanted to be and say, well, he's just making the excuse. I'm just going to tell you what the man told me. He said his father said to him that he felt like he deserved better because he didn't know how to be a father, his own self. And he felt like he would have made his life more miserable being in it than not. Okay. Granted that could be an excuse. You know, back in the day, um, years ago, men just, it, they're not as vocal as they are now. They're just, they were dealing with their own pain. And you can sit down and you can trace the pathology and the life of a man who was not in this father's and their kid's life to two or three generations back where it has happened to them. Absolutely. If a man does not know how to be, he doesn't know how to be a man unless a man has showed him. If he's only had a mother, he she's not masculine enough for him to learn how to be a man. And the man has to learn how to be a leader and a father by making it up out of thin air it does a woman cannot be a father so when we and i have a problem when you're wishing your mother happy father's day on father's day
0: come on i i agree i don't believe in that y'all either
1: it's it's not the same you don't have it only a man can affirm another man and there's a saying that it's easier to fix uh broken boys than to, 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 to fix wow. broken men. It's easier to raise a man and fix yeah. the broken, men. you know, it's, yeah. to, it's just, it's, you have to get them when they're younger. And I advise any woman right now who's a single female raising young boys, you have to find a voice in their life right now that can speak into their life and they can show them how to be a man speaking because you can't do that for them. And if there is a pathology, if there's a generational pattern, that thing has to be broken at some point, or it's just going to keep on perpetuating to the next generation.
0: I love it. but you can always I trace it back
1: it. to his own pain his own brokenness and and that's why inner healing talking about this book so you don't think you have to do the steps to make it necessary absolutely you do that's yeah. one thing you have to do is because you only want to pass that on to your children and absolutely. your children are going to bear the birth from something they have nothing to do
0: with absolutely
1: there's absolutely nothing to do with it wow
0: this is good
1: it's easier to build strong strong boys than it is to fix broken men that's what i was thinking franklin d roosevelt It's easier to fix broke uh to build strong boys than it is to fix broken men we gotta get them when they're younger and start building them up if you want husbands if you want leaders if you want fathers they start when they're boys man mm-hmm. but the dads aren't there they aren't there they aren't there to help and that's another thing I get with people that ask me what about being husband ready? who's helping the men be prepared I said, well, I can't speak into that and you're doing you're doing a phenomenal job every Sunday night you're here at 6 p.m bringing different people in Wow. Leaving it enough for people to go back and 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 view the uh the replay. You've done two of my boot camps with me, and people are still talking about the revelation you have on blended families. And we haven't talked about that monster.
0: We haven't talked about it, yeah. Because wife right
1: ready, I talked about this yesterday. If you can't set the responsibility at this at certain ages, at thirty five for the most part, some people there's going to be a kid in play somewhere, whether he's physically in the house with this man or not with you, there's probably going to be a kid. 60%, I believe it is, marriages are,
0: Absolutely. are
1: blended family. Yes. Grow up is what I said, one of the steps I said yesterday to, to be that. And what I mean by that is marriages for grown folks. Absolutely. If you have a problem with the fact that this man has been a father to his son to the extent where you can't even participate in any of the, of the boy's activities or, or because the ex-wife is going to be around, you need to grow up. Straight up. Because I didn't like this kid to showed up from nowhere. He was at the wedding. This was your wedding gift.
2: Thank you. That's right.
1: This was your wedding gift. And it's not longer your kid. It's, this kid has four parents right now, providing they're all on the Earth and still Absolutely. living. And it's our kid. And if he's you're dating someone, and he's always talking about your son, your daughter, and you're seriously dating, and you're thinking about marrying him, and you, he's never flipped over to ours, that's a red flag. Red flag. Red, red flag, y'all. If it's never translate to ours, if it's always yours, always mine, you're going to have a problem in your relationship. Absolutely. I was counseling a couple what that was the case. And he asked me, he said, Kim, is it unrealistic for her? And I get emotional thinking about this because the kids are so innocent in this. Yeah. He says, is it unrealistic for her, for me to want a wife who sees my kids as our kids, who wants to be a mother to them, who wants to provide for them, who wants to help me raise them? Who wants to be the mother figure that they can look to and look up to even though they have a mother just have like a a, a bonus mother i wow. said absolutely not i said but for her it is because she's already told you she has a 17 year old a 15 year old a 16 year old and she don't want to raise any more kids now she keep referring to your kids every time your kids come over it's more money because we have to spend more money on food every time your kids come oh. over we have to do that and even one of the kids said. Dad, why is she always walking ahead of all of us with just her kids by herself? They uh-oh, roll. uh-oh. Grow up. If you do not want to get into a benefits family situation, don't get married. And that was one of the things you said at the boot camp: don't get married.
0: Don't get married. Don't get married. So don't get married. I, and, and I understand why, why Kim gets emotional behind it because I do too, because the kids are the collateral damage when people that don't need to get married, get married. And husband, uh Fellas as well as ladies, if you get with someone and they and you start seeing conceptually, you see it, you know, in your heart, when you're a mother or father, when your spouse is or future spouse is telling you they're telegraphing the past that your child is not going to be part of this relationship. You need to cut that off. Don't you dare punk out. Mm -hmm. That's one of them types of scenarios Now, Kim, I, I cuss. A lot in my mind sometimes, mm-hmm. and I still have to ask God for forgiveness.
1: I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. I, I love Jesus, mm-hmm.
0: but I cuss when you mess with children. Yes. When they are the collateral damage because you were not brave enough, mature enough. You didn't want to put on them big girl draws. You didn't want to put on the tidy whities as a fella, and say, you know what? This is not going to work. We can't get married because you don't accept my. You don't accept my child. That's me now when we get married and let's talk about that transition period mm-hmm. right and this is what we're touching on with blended families now before y'all get married that child is primary and if you have somebody that's a fiance or you're 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 you're, you're dating them and they want to be primary before your child you need to cut that right. off too yeah. now once y'all get married there is still a transition period where that child Depending on who they are and their personality type, you may they, they may need to feel you may may need to nurture that where they do still need to feel like they're primary, but at some point that child in mm-hmm. a God yeah. Holy Spirit driven way, they're gonna have to know that that wife or that spouse is primary, mm-hmm. and that's where a lot of blended families they can't make they can't make they can that be, next yeah, step.
1: Yeah, yes. Can. Yes.
0: That's wife ready. That's wife ready. That's talk. wife
1: ready. And you know what, Marcus? I never would have thought in a million years that I will be, and I desire to be remarried. I'm a widow. Those who don't know I'm a widow, six years of widow. This year would have been 30 years of marriage for me. Married when I was 20 and 50. I never thought in a million years that I will be a blended family. Cause I do desire. I know God has another husband for me. So now we're talking about, I'm not, so my blended family situation wouldn't be children under the same roof as me, you know, like, you know, your daughter's, you know, has moved on. Like my yeah. daughter, they're living in different states. Yeah. However, the relationship that my daughters had with their father, the deceased father is different than what the relationship that I had with him. So I've having to do and prayerfully and faithfully, or I'm believing that the man that God has for me has children because I just, I love family. And that ups to Andy from our grandkids for me for us. I'm that's a little selfish for me, uh, but sorry. Sorry. Yeah. we're talking about young adults right now and that right there, I don't have a clue what that looks like.
2: Yeah.
1: So, you know what I'm doing, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm reading, I'm asking God, what does that look like? Cause I'm coming to the table with just me. I'm not trying to extract anything because at this point at my age, He's lived some life, he's lived some years, he's older, he's wiser, he's accumulated some things. And you can see me as the gold digger new wife, or you can see me as someone, you just coming into this for my dad. And I don't wanna be portrayed as that. And that is a whole nother set of circumstances that older people have who have adult children. That what is your motive for marrying my dad? You know, I, I, my dad is this, he just says, uh, I have to make sure that your heart is just not for my dad, but you see us as a unit. And I never had to think about that until in recent times. Even the adult children, you can't make adults, you can't make anybody be friends. Friends are formed, they're not forced. But you want your adult children to get along with their other adult children. They don't have to. It will be a choice where you will pray that they will because you're going to be sharing kids, grandkids and things together. And it's a different dynamic that I never thought I would have to walk through, but I'm having to understand that if I want to have a successful blended family in my single state is when I prepare for that. And that's what Wife Ready is about. It's taking the necessary steps to prepare you for a role you're about to walk down and you don't know what you're about to walk into. I need to talk to people with blended families who have been successful. I need to talk to people who have blended family situations who have made it. It takes, they say, anywhere from three years for a blended family to find a groove. Now, my situation, my children are grown, so they have their own life. We don't even live in the same state. I can't have an expectation of their time as I would of a minor. You know, and the relationship that they form with him is gonna be on their own, not because I'm requiring them or making them do that. That's something they're gonna to have to form in their own time and in their own way. And the way to prepare for that is before you get to it. You don't prepare for a hurricane Category 5, Cat uh, five, 5 hurricane when you're in the, in, the, in the eye of it. You do it like seven days before a meteorologist until he need to get out of town. I can't wait until they get, I get married until someone to learn what it looks yeah. like to be in an abundant family. It's all prep. So that's what the pre, that's what the marital, that's what the wife ready, that's what all that's for is you won't be fully prepared, but you can be better prepared. Because you're going to run into some situations that you that's going to knock the wind out your That's right. But you got to be prepared to, to ride the storm or ride the wave, and not be <laughs> willing to back the you all up in your mind because things aren't going your way. Blender families take a lot of work.
2: Absolutely,
1: they take a lot of intentionality. Absolutely, and you have to be willing to work through some things. You cannot, you cannot be insecure in a blender family.
0: Ooh, that's a big one. You Cannot be. You cannot be insecure as a New husband or a new wife in a blended family, it will not work. It won't work. It almost derailed our marriage, Kim. I was the one that was insecure, Mm -hmm. and I think I might have shared this, but it bears repeating. Um, for those who might not ever look at another broadcast, and it might be this one that you needed to save your marriage or for you to unsave the day. Mm -hmm. I wanted my wife to go after child support, not because. I We needed it, but because I wanted my daughter's biological father mm-hmm. to show some level of respect for the daughter that he had created.
1: His responsibility.
0: His responsibility. And mm-hmm. I, I, I became almost maniacal about it. And I'm so glad my wife chose not to cave in to my pressure. Mm -hmm. I was ready to get a divorce, y'all, over the fact that she wouldn't do it. But when I understood why my wife wouldn't do it, that's when I understood that, you know what, I'm so glad she didn't. But my insecurities, I was willing to, over, over a few, you know, pieces of silver, I was willing to leverage my whole marriage and the safety, the security of my own daughter, because I love mm-hmm. Camille. That's why I wanted, yeah. I wanted the, the child support to be made, but my wife knew that when you, in in our situation, not all situations are like mine, like I knew that if we put that child support in play, after my wife finally, I, my wife was saying it. I just didn't get it, I chose not to listen to it, I would have been possibly putting my daughter in harm's way at that time. I, I love my daughter's biological father. Amazing guy. Um, the reason why he's amazing, I wouldn't have my daughter here mm-hmm. without him. Yeah. So I can respect him mm-hmm. all day, every day. But Kim, you said something. Yeah. You can't be yeah. married. You, 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 you can't, family, you can't because there's
1: going to be some conversations Man. that's going to be had with the bio Man. that not excluding you it's just the timing of it or whatever or what so. and you can't think that in the back of their, your mind and the enemy will come and plant those seeds of discord in your mind that oh okay they're excluding you on purpose they, they, they're trying to rekindle something it, it's all kinds of things oh. and you have to be secure in the love that your spouse yeah. has for you in the blended family situation it the stakes are so much higher Come on, it's so much higher when you're in a blended family situation Absolutely. because there's it's just so many other things that are going on with it. And if you don't, if the, if the parents can't get along and be grown ups, the children are going to pay for that. Come
0: on, the That's children are going to
1: pay for that. And it, it, it breaks my heart that children have to pay for something that first they didn't even ask for in the beginning. A lot of, I've heard so many divorced children take on the responsibility of their parents' marriage demise. It was our fault. No, it was not your fault. It was not your fault, but they're in a situation they're already being juggled between two homes, as, as it is. That's right. And then the four of y'all acting like young, like five year olds. I mean, you, marriage is for grown ups. I need to get a shirt that says that. That's a conversation starter. Oh,
0: wait a minute! <laughs> All right, we're, we're, yes, yeah, yes, you
1: cannot go into this thing because it's not about you. It is not about you. It is not about you. It's not about you. You are there to serve. I'm not saying being a rug. I'm not saying being a doormat and I'm not saying being a pushover, but you cannot be selfish in a marriage period and even more so in a blended family. All of y'all going to the softball game together. All of y'all going to sit there and cheer them all. all of y'all going to the graduation together. All of y'all showing up at the wedding and sitting on the front row. That's what you signed up for when you signed up for a blended family. Absolutely. And that's what you got to understand going in. Man. That's being wife ready.
0: I, I know I cut you off, and I think I, it went on a quick tangent
1: because
0: mm. this has been good. Um, man, it's already seven it's already o'clock, 7 Kim. O'clock. Jesus. Yeah. See, this is why we <laughs> got to keep doing these. All right, we got to just do these once a quarter. <laughs> Kim, how did yesterday's event go? Okay, and that Tell was some of the things we talked about. about. Okay. We had
1: 40 women come down to the Hotel Zaza. You know, it's a fabulous establishment. It is. The Texas Women's Empowerment Foundation uh, funded the whole thing, it was a free event. It uh, sold out, they had to turn some people away. they bought books for everyone and we just sat down and we talked about um, what life looks like on this side of our identity. Most of my work, my boot camps, there's a mixture there's engaged, there's married. there's a uh, single, there's okay. divorced. These were all single women and so all of them are coming ahead coming to want to know what that looks like to be single and we talked about the things I talked about be it marriages for growing ups. you need to grow you need to grow up getting your money together, living your life, best life now, you know, singleness. I mean, submission is not stupidity. You know, you don't, you have a voice in this thing. So the women, the takeaway from it was all was the nuggets of wisdom. And then this book, my man, me, my man and his music is everything that I would advise a wife not to do because I did not have the maturity. I didn't have the understanding of purpose when it came down to my relationship. I was basing what I wanted on what I saw my parents have. I wanted a nine to five. I wanted a 401k. I wanted, you know, the two kids and a white picket fence. My husband was not just a professional drummer. He was a visionary. He saw himself doing more than just driving a city bus. And I honed in on that and all of the things that I wish I was disrespectful and because I wasn't having it my way. But I never stopped, and I told the women yesterday, I never stopped and asked God what was his plan for my marriage. I'm going on what I saw a before, model before me, because your parents, parental impact, whatever relationship you've grown up on, it's going to be the greatest impact in your life when it comes down to relationships. So I wanted, I wanted to be June Cleaver wearing the pearls and the apron and I wanted to be the one, the homemaker, but there came a time in our relationship where my husband's vision and his dream and it was presented and mine was, and they both collided. And somebody had to put their dream on the table to go make some money. Because at the time he was playing with with an artist, and it takes time to you know for that to get established, and it's sporadic. The paychecks are sporadic. Sure. Whereas at home, your mother, you're not making any money. So back in the '90s, we didn't have the internet to be creative to make different different ways to make money. But it wasn't until four years after he was doing what he was doing, I realized this is not working for us. My children are seeing a divided home, hmm. and I decided that I was going to. And I don't know why we do this. After we go through so much hell, go through so much uh, turmoil and and nearly about ready for divorce, we pray and ask God what he thinks.
0: <laughs> Good point. And so
1: That's I did right. that. And I figured you the best way to hear God, one of the most powerful spiritual disciplines that where you can hear the voice of the Lord is fasting. It just kills your flesh and you just incline your ear to hear what the Lord is saying. One of a 21 day fast. Telling the girls this yesterday, went on a 21 day fast, asking God for direction for my family. Four years. Now, I'm four years, I'm off and on, in and out, and telling my husband, I will never support you in this. I might as well have told him, you might, you wish you die. I mean, I'm speaking death into his purpose because it wasn't what I signed up for. I have a chapter in his book that I do, but I don't so it was 21 days two days into that fast and I found out in times and even now when I set out to do a fast that my answer comes on the front end of the fast so I got it two days into the fast but I ended up doing the whole 21 days but a a young lady saw me and she pulled me aside and she told me some things that were confirmation not new information I didn't I was over spiritualizing a natural thing I'm trying to pray the prayer of faith over my husband's will that God would change his mind I was trying to create him in my image when God had created him in his I didn't have to over-spiritualize the point that I needed to be with my husband and we shouldn't be in two, two different churches. I didn't have to over-spiritualize the point that I signed up to death do me part to walk this journey with him. I did, I signed up for the part that, well, uh, I'm his wife and what we decide is the best for our family regardless of how other people's family have gone was what I needed to walk in. And I realized that the blueprint for your for your marriage can be found in prayer. It wasn't until I submitted my will and asked God what was his design for my marriage is when I got the answer. God is a gentleman. He's not going to assert his will over yours. You have a free will. So when I finally got the revelation of that, the church that we were going to, he was going to at the time, we were two different churches, and I finally decided to break all ties and Mm -hmm. go over to the church where he was. The the tagline of that church is the church where Jesus makes families whole. My family was Mm -hmm. broken because I was building on a belief, broken belief system that you don't leave the childhood church. You don't go off and do your other thing. This ain't you out of the will of God. How the God, God ain't leading you over there. This is where our whole legacy and our whole family and our whole heritage is. How are you going to break breaks and go somewhere across town for a drum job? But God broke me down really quick, really sweetly and told me that that was his will. And I would not be sitting here today If my husband had not taken that step of faith, because where that that step took him wasn't around the world. He took one step, but God took that one step and he literally went around the globe and and made a tremendous impact in his life before he passed away. Ended up playing for over 75 hours until this day, Marcus, as recent as what's today, Sunday, as recent as Wednesday of last week. I'm still getting messages on Facebook. Your husband impacted my life. What, how can I get your book? I look for what, I want my wife to read your book. What can I do about, you know, I need, I believe that the journey that you walk on can help me and my wife and the journey that we're walking on when it comes down to music, the music ministry. I'm no longer a musician's wife. And that was a season of my life, but there's so many things that I've learned in that era, in that time that I've been able to apply now in my walk with God, in my walk in, in, in the, as, a grown, as a woman. And I tell people, I tell somebody the other day, when I get married again, that that man has God and Marvin McQuitty to thank for the woman that I am today. Absolutely.
0: And a real man won't feel insecure feel about it, that.
1: won't feel insecure about it. Absolutely. Won't feel insecure. And I at the point now where I know who I am, and I talk about that in my book, who are you? What is your purpose? What has God called you to do? I'm no longer that woman that wants to have a home and be, uh, make a home and be a homemaker. I'm 50, I'm beyond the childbearing ages. I don't want to be June Cleaver with the walk around with the April of the Pearls anymore. I have purpose. I have destiny. I need to marry a man who understands that because at the end of the day, I'm not in the want season of my life. Excuse me. I'm not in the need season of my life. Needing, I don't need a man. Nobody needs marriage. It's not a necessity. You get to be married. That's right. I'm in the want, and what I'm bringing to the table is want to encourage and, and, and give your life the upgrade. So, I'm I'm very selective and I can talk, talk to somebody and go out for coffee and in 15, 20 minutes. I you, maybe, already,
0: you already know.
1: Lose my number. I give you the Google number first. So, if I don't, it comes up.
0: Women and fellas, with, get a Google number. Google I number. love that. Get that, a that, Google
1: number. You ain't got to have a real number. And you know when it comes up, you know it's somebody that you passively answer the phone. Get a Google number and then you might earn the right to get my real number. If I feel like it's worth it, you're worth it. Because I'm the one that's going to connect you to the favor that God has for you. That's what the Bible says. And I'm at the point now where I don't know how to settle because I don't need, I want. And I want, uh, what I want is somebody who's going to do life with me. I want a partner. I don't want somebody who's think I'm going to sit around and fix place and run back while all day. Come, Come on. I got, and, and, and if you, if, if you're the man who God has for me, you're going to support me and my purpose and you and I, I'm going to support you and yours. And to get, we're going to do what something better together that we could not do apart. Cause when God calls a man, he calls his family and marriage is about purpose. It's not about preference.
0: Marriage. that's another one. Let me get that one. Hold on y'all marriage. I got to get that one. That, that is a good one. Marriage is about preference. No purpose.
1: Not about preference,
0: not about
1: because there's someone that's more suitable for you. When God talks about the help, he'll send you a help me who is suitable for you. There isn't only one man on the planet for all mankind, for all women. There isn't only, only one woman, 7 million people that's retarded. My daughter hates when I use that word, but it's retarded to believe that there's one perfect person, one person of all. So what if that person doesn't want to marry you? And you, you didn't want to marry crystal. You have a free will. And crystal is the one who got earmarked before the foundation of the world to be your wife, as a person who has a free will, I don't want crystal. I don't, I don't want to marry somebody who's creative. I want somebody who's you know, more in the business Right. you have just decided for crystal that she would never be married because if you're the only one that God has for her and wow. your will is involved, God cannot override your will. You've just decided Crystal's destiny that she would never be married. That's That's ludicrous.
0: That's good. I want y'all to hear that. I want all 'all, uh, (laughs) y'all fellas and and ladies, ladies, stop saying that he is the perfect one for you. Now, there's some other ones out there. I I love the, I want to make sure y'all, that might have been just one of the most pivotal points um, in our discussion today. That, that's huge. Yeah,
1: there's, the, there's no perfect, no one person. On, if that's the case, if Marvin was the only one that God has for me, then there's no other husband for me in the future. And the Bible clearly speaks about that when the husband or the spouse is deceased, you are free to marry. Absolutely. Clearly talks about that. Yeah. So that washes away any doctrine, any theology, anybody's taught you in your church that there's good. only one perfect will and everybody has a permissible will.
2: This is good.
1: It's not, it's not the truth. Wow. It's not the truth.
0: Ooh, that's so suitable, suitable,
1: but not not the only one.
0: Okay, so this is what this is what I want to um, we gotta have another show yes, about. I want you and Crystal to talk to musicians' wives oh, yeah. and musicians' husbands because and 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 I'm gonna be the one chiming in like, yeah, um, what do you <laughs> think about this, yeah, Crystal? Those creative people, what, y- y'all it. It is not easy no. being the spouse of a creative person,
2: Mm-mm. right?
0: Mm-mm. I'm, you know that. I know that mm-hmm. it is not easy. I'm not saying it's difficult. It's just different. It's just different. Um, there the the mindset is different when you understand their purpose. And it took me a while to to understand that. It took maturity mm-hmm. because I didn't have musicians in my family. Um. I didn't have creatives in my family. That's why I mean, y'all. That's why Crystal's not here now. She's out doing mm-hmm. her creative thing, yeah. and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I I would say I wasn't mature enough years ago, Kim. But you know what? I realize now that I didn't before. Is I wasn't as supportive as I could have been mm-hmm. to that creative side. Because I didn't understand.
1: Me it. too, Marcus. And the thing, the one of the things I did not understand the most about Marvin and musicians is they operate in modes. If he's in creative mode, he's in husband mode, daddy I, mode. Those are different modes of operation. I can't pull him over into business mode and bill mode when he's when he's.
0: Oh, oh! I have. i, I learned that, uh, Kim. <laughs> y'all, I need y'all to understand this. I, I get it. It, it took it's me. Moved. I haven't understood that until probably we've been married going on, I think it's seventeen years now. I finally understood that maybe two years ago, Kim. Mm. That when she's in that mode, let her be in that mode. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to pull her out. I would get mad.
1: Yes. I mean, yes. I would literally get yes.
0: mad, and I and I try to make her feel bad mm-hmm. for being in that mode and not being able to come, out. babe. I need you right now, here, mm-hmm. right here, come. I need you. I need, I need that crystal. The other crystal. Yes. And I was wrong for doing that. So I. It took a while. It took, it took, it took, me took me a minute when years. I finally
1: got that revelation. I'm thinking that makes sense because when they're out of, when they're in husband mode, they're all in. All in. When they're cre- in creative mode, Marvin Mar- 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 Mar used to say musicians standard times from nine to five, nine p.m. to five a.m. That's when they come alive. That's yeah. when the, the hits are downloaded. That's when they're up in the middle of the night, cutting tracks and writing songs and writing lyrics from 9 a.m. Excuse me, 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. is musician standard time. That's what he called it.
0: I'm looking at y'all and I'm wondering.
1: And yeah. so he's getting in the bed yeah. at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm getting up to go to work. Well, we got bills that need to be paid this week. <laughs> I need to talk to you, we need to we have, we have, a, we have a budget meeting. 8 a.m. on my way to work, after getting into bed, all night from working, it's not the time to have a budget meeting. So, there was a rule Kim, no that's business good, Kim. before 8 a.m.
0: That's good, please, Kim. honey. I,
1: I'm not in that headspace. I can give you an answer, but it won't be what you need. It's gonna not, that's probably gonna hurt the feelings if you just, and it's not this being is me. Good. It was just an understanding. Ooh. Y'all, do Creator y'all, people are different.
0: Do you you all y'all understand? It's the flexibility yes. that you have to be with your spouse. Well, that spouse, spouse is a musician or they're they're that other personality type. You make your marriage work by being flexible,
2: flexible.
0: unsave the date if you are mm-hmm. unwilling to be flexible. Right. Inflexible yeah. people mm-hmm. will not stay mm-hmm. married long. Inflexible people do not need to be married.
1: No. It's not Straight about up. you. It's just not about you. Marriage it's is what not. you negotiate. Oh, that's it. It's what you negotiate. It's a compromise and that's what you negotiate. It won't always be your way. I'm not, like again, I said, it's not being a doormat, not being subservient, not being, you know, uh, um, ignorant or or whatever. It's having, the Bible says, and all that getting, getting understanding. And all that, it's just the way the creative brains work. And another thing that musicians wives have a problem with, that they think that the music is the mistress that they're married to it. And in actuality, it's not the mistress, but the music and the man are one. You cannot separate the two from that creative being. That's the way that they are made, that's the way they're pre-wired. And if you ask them for a choice at the wrong time, you may get your feelings, or if you ask for the music over the, of the, of the marriage, but <laughs> that's one of the things that I had to learn, that this man, I cannot separate him from who he is as a musician. He is. He was like this at three years old. It was his, it's inborn. It's right. how he's wired. It's how he sees the world, it's everything. And, and we're benefiting from all of that. So they're going to to, to disrupt that because I'm not getting what I want because I want a nine to five. And Marvin would always say, I'm not a cookie cutter guy. I said, but you can't be. He said, no, I can't. And I didn't understand. He so said, I'm not the nine to five.
2: See.
1: I get that more than ever. People who are entrepreneurs, you can see in their bloodline, in their pathology, in their genealogy, whether if the if it comes down from the father, the grandfather, that's just something in their bloodline. Oh, that's
0: that's what, why do that's you think Camille's an entrepreneur? Do. Chris, I, Chris could never work nine to five. Mm. She's creative.
2: This is not her. Yeah,
0: she can never do it. My daughter, she's like dad, I can she mm -mm, even in a nine to five setting or in a corporate setting it has to be more of that free Mm -hmm. that freedom to Mm -hmm. to move move around so she's done that but i get it crystal it have to be uh, a corporate job it have to be a lot of freedom to to, of expression and being able to kind of do her own thing and not have a set limit of hours Mm -hmm. so I'm with you. Yeah, I one of my daughters is like
1: that. You know, they're creative, and they, you know, I, she said, "I can't sit up in the office all day at a desk and look out the window and just go home at the end of the day." I need structure. That's what I'm looking for. I love. That's <laughs> what. That's how I. That's how I function in life. But my dad functions like that, and then my my siblings function. So it's it's in the it's in the it's in the bloodline. Sure. But I had to get to an understanding. And a lot of my fights, and a lot of our misunderstandings, and our uh, issues we fought about, oh, or yeah. I fought about, I was I was fighting. He wasn't. is a lack of misunderstanding too immature to understand that it's not about me. It's not, I, and that he's not being selfish in his endeavors is how he's wired, how he sees the world. He could have something about me where you just turn the table. You don't have to be a nine to five. You can be all over the place. You can be run the business. No, if that's not who I am, then I'm gonna wanna make, I'm gonna go to crash and burn. So take the tables and turn them on me. Well, I how, you, you, how come you can't just a just, uh, base in the bound and have a free time? I need structure. So if you're trying to make me a freelancer or an entrepreneur or a creative person, that's not in my genius. That's not how I'm how I'm made. So, how am I expecting you to do that when if you expect me to do vice versa, it's not fair. It's how understanding personalities and how people are wired and their inborn differences will save you a lot of cardiac and marriage. And you need to know that before you say I do. That comes up in my pre-mal concept. We so, talk yeah, about that.
0: If you need some amazing very thought provoking, very real, unadulterated truth. In turn, and based on the Bible, uh, marriage counseling. I want you to message Kim McQuitty if you are a woman who is uh, who, who's trying to figure it out, or thinks they have the, or thinks you or you think you have it figured out. I need you to give message Kim so she can give you some really good counseling because if you think you have it all together. Yeah. And you have had no premarital counseling. Oh. You are in for a world of mm-hmm. trouble. Mm-hmm. You are in for a world of trouble. So um, I see we've had so many people. Um, I believe Linnell, if you want to, if you, whether you're talking about Kim or myself, you can always hit us up on Facebook um, just instant messages, um, if you want to d- do that, uh, there's a guy named Linnell Rippy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who that I do is. Who that you is. Do? Mm-hmm. Okay. So since he knows you, then he might be talking about me. Okay. Linnell, you can always get my contact information from Kim. Uh, Linnell has been absolutely wonderful on today's broadcast. My dad said prayer is the key. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of people chiming in. I mean, you had, you had, um, uh, Bradford Lowe. Yeah. Um, uh, man, uh, Ooh, quite a good author, D. Johnson. I know yes. she just friended me on today.
1: She was the one who did who came to the White ready camp and at at last June, yeah. she spoke beforehand. She's a relationship specialist. I've met her on Facebook the night before she showed up at the event. Oh, yeah, yes, that's yes, the, that's, that's, sure. that's a guest you need to have on here. She's oh. actually local. Oh, she's, she's right a here manager. in Houston. She's here. "D, you're right. D is right here in Houston." And I, okay. I, I, you know what? This is how much I love to grow and know. That I signed up for her 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 broadcast when she had me. Really? I follow her. I I I, I learned from her. Everyone knows something we don't know.
0: Exactly. I remember Yeah, her yeah. Now. everyone yeah, knows something blade. we don't know. Sharply. So
1: you can always, if you have to be growing, and that's what pre-modal counseling is about. If you can't take the time to invest before you get married, or if one other party is fighting you about that, that is a huge red flag. Because what you become teachable at, you become successful at. And you have to be teachable in marriage if you want to become successful. Ooh, that's
0: another one. All right, y'all, this you got to give me that one, Ken.
1: Whatever you become, whatever you become, whatever you're teachable at, you're becoming successful at. If you don't know how to how to invest in the stock market, you're going to hire somebody who who can teach you how to do that, so you can be successful. You have to be teachable in order to be successful.
0: Ooh, I love yeah. it. How can people? reach you social media wise okay. here hold on let's do this um follow kim here all right they can what, follow
1: what? me on wife ready if they want the book unsaved the date are you wife ready it's an easy read it's it's thin on purpose because we want you to read it i want you to get past the first chapter and think it's too much it's it's enough to whet your appetite and actually i had a girl who read it and she said she was going back over it again i said what was your takeaway from the book she said how direct you were she said I need someone to tell me the truth. I don't want to read books that's going to sugarcoat the issue. She said you were very direct. She said, I appreciate you being very direct and telling and being honest with us in your wisdom and you know and what it looks like to, to be wife ready. And if you go over this book at wifeready.org. This is my first book, Me, My Man, and his music. We were talking about the yeah. creative. Yeah. A lot of things that I didn't understand. I mean, just so um immature in my thinking about marriage. So much so to the point that I was so disturbed about, I don't know where the is playing, about my husband playing, and this is in the documentary that we did with him, so disturbed about my husband playing the drums because it wasn't beneficial to us. It wasn't that I thought, it wasn't like I, I desired. I called his boss. I called, do you know this, story? I I called, this I one? I called Fred Hammond.
0: You call Fred and I told
1: him how bad our family was, and he needed to let him go.
0: You did what
1: I did. I did, and you we, called Fred Hammond. I called Fred. This is. I said Fred, I said our family spirit of the Lord, Fred yes. Hammond. Yes, no weapon, Fred. No
0: weapon. Yes, that's, glory that's,
1: to glory. Blessed.
0: You called Fred. I called.
1: I tell you. so sweet. <laughs>
0: Commission Fred, Hammond. That's You're like, that's Fred Hammond. how.
1: This, this book is everything no I did wrong. And I and actually, Fred and I talk about that in Marvin's documentary when he got that call. And it didn't go bad. It didn't go very well for me, as you can imagine. My heartbeat was to tell him how bad our family was doing and let him make the decision that you need to go and do something different because your family is in this state. But that's not how it ended up. It ended up with Fred calling a meeting with all of the wives. And my, I was so rebellious in that state, in that era of my life, and I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm not going down there because all the wives are on board with their husbands' vision. I'm not, and nobody's gonna go down there and beat me up and have this, this conversation about how terrible of a wife I am. I'm thinking, I'm a mama bear. I know what our family needs and don't need, and this is not beneficial for us. I cannot tell you. I, a couple of years ago, after a few years after Marvin passed, <laughs> Fred was in town. I went over to the church he was at and got on the tour bus. And I said, I cannot thank you enough for not listening to me when I called you. I said, the fact that you left, let my husband continue to stay on. Actually, he went to my husband. He said, I got a phone call from your wife. He said, um, dear, I need to let you go to go handle it. He said, no. He said, because if I don't pay for you, I'm going to do it somewhere. My husband was determined. He was going to do what God put in his heart to do. And he has paid off in tremendous ways. But I went to Fred. And I said, Fred, I apologize already. I said, but I'm coming to you again because the trajectory of my life and the way that our lives went as a result of you creating this platform for Marvin to play on and how it has benefited us, how he learned how to do sound, how he was production manager, and all that, all that paid off for us years later, long after God called him away from face to face. I said, I come person to personally tell you, thank you. Thank you for not listening to me. Thank you for seeing me as a disgruntled unhappy wife who didn't know what she was talking about. It was like Marvin used to say, talking about the side of your neck. I say, thank you for not listening to me. I say, because had my husband walked away from that, I can't even imagine how he unful- fulfilled he would have been even up until the time of death, just to please me again for having a paycheck over purpose. That story is in this book all right so this is me my man and his music and you can get this by emailing me at kim.mquitty at is this one on amazon as this well this is not on amazon you have to email okay. me at gmail.com and i can wow. send an invoice that's that's the lack of maturity marriages for grown folks if you can't have so would everybody need to know how bad your family is doing that ain't that was not friends that was not my position to go to and i got so to the point where my husband i've heard him tell that story like man He said, me me and Kim were such in a bad place that she called Fred to fire me and he laughed. Okay, you got to know that was 10, 15 years later. But I've heard him tell other men that this is how much we've been through. This is how we've overcome. Let us show you how you can walk through your marriage in the marriage marriage ministry of music and still survive on the other side. Yes, I did that. I'm not proud of it, but I did do it. Wow.
0: Um, Facebook, is it just Wife Ready?
1: It's Wife Ready.
0: Um, also, you can find, uh, and, and under mm-hmm. Kim McQuitty, that'll lead you back to Wife Ready. Um, this is, this is gone, you know, what? we're going to have to do this again, yeah. but I want to do you and my wife touching on the musician thing, that, 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 that whole dynamic. And then I think I want to do uh, an interview session with you and um, the, what is Author D. Johnson. Yes. yes, You yes. gotta get D in here.
1: Yeah.
0: D. And, uh, we really attack this, um, mindset that says I don't need to be ready, which we know that that's a sign they're not they're ready. They're not
1: ready. She does a phenomenal webinar call for Mr. and Mrs. And she just breaks <laughs> it down. You, you <laughs> we gotta, gotta,
0: we, gotta, gotta, we do gotta get D in here. All right. Let's mm-hmm. do D. Uh, maybe we can try to do that next month. Um, well, we got to do this again, yeah. Man, can yeah. you were just drop Fred Hammond? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Oh got a phone God. call. you called
1: up the man's your boss.
0: spouse's you boss.
1: You talk about a wife out of order, out of divine order. Oh, my Jesus, didn't tell him I was calling my husband. How I thought about it when after I made the phone call, Ooh. but I was in, I was. And I'm not going to make excuses for because all behavior is chosen. Sure. But I was coached to do that Uh-oh. by a leader who agreed with me, thinking that he should not be traveling the world; he should be at home working a nine to five. That's why your circle and who knew you are. So I don't know we got to go. Ooh, we got this. If, if is this so, so good, important. You got to is... know. You got to know who your circle are. Sure. You got to be in a circle where people support yeah. your vision, your ministry.
0: Yeah. So, what you're telling me is you need to be in a circle that not only understands you, but understands your spouse's profession as well. That's somebody that truly has wisdom and a lot of years of marriage and marriage counseling and knowledge, and the Holy Spirit is using them because hooking up with the wrong folk that you
1: they would derail you down. It it, it would derail your marriage. Your marriage marriage is your your marriage, it's your purpose, it's your household. And nobody has a say in it but God. We, oui. yeah. as far as direction. Now you need, you know, like you say, you're a crystal going for a two up in a week or so. That's yeah. different. I'm not. Mm. I'm, I'm. That's different. I'm talking about everybody's unsolicited opinions about what your marriage should be based on what they're doing with theirs. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's mm. being wife-free, Being mature enough to know how to to walk down this thing according to what. It, it, it. You don't get that overnight. You don't get that by not being intentional to learn what that looks like. And that still goes back to being white. I was nowhere near white Freddie when I got married. Nowhere near it.
0: Kim. 20
1: years old. Who, who knows? didn't me know who I was.
0: Wow. Good stuff. How you follow Kim? <laughs> On Instagram, you go to Kim McQuitty. I put it up there. Oh, let me put it back. Um, Instagram, Kim McQuitty or at wife ready mm-hmm. um, Facebook. It's the same search on Kim McQuitty K I M M C Q U I T T Y. You will find her either at wifeready.org wife ready on Instagram, wife ready on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Get the book. If you are a musician or a musician's yes. wife or husband, or, you know, somebody in the music industry and they're married or about to get married, you it gotta is. get you now. You can't get this one on Amazon. We need to we need to get it on Amazon because this could be a blessing. The forward is by M- Israel and Melissa Hope. Mm-hmm. Now I'm telling you, you gotta get the book. This this one on marriage and it t- do you touch you touch on the Fred Hammond story? Oh in this yeah, Fred,
1: yeah. I talk about that in here and a little bit more in detail.
0: You gotta get the book, yes. Kim. Thank you so much for yeah, joining thank us. You for
1: having me. I, I know, know this has been so ninety good. minutes, but this is I so know. this is you, you good stuff. You said that in the beginning, but I kind of look. Of look, I time. spoke
0: yeah. it. I spoke it. This is good yeah. stuff. Share this. Sharing is caring. Buy the book. I don't care if you're already married. This is yeah, stuff that you need to know. Always something yeah. you can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, single women, single fellas, you need to read this book, "Wife Ready," um, Kim. Uh, what's coming up next? Tell, Are you gonna be any, you know anywhere what? I or, want
1: to I'm working on and I don't have a solidified, and I'm talking with someone who's an investor. I want to do a wife ready tour.
0: Oh, that's
1: I want to go from city to city and just impact women around the world. Bring in some other speakers, some other people who are purposes marriage and want sure. to see marriages succeed, want to see women go into the marriage prepared as possible, not just for single women. But for women who are in the marriage and want to know, you know, I'm in a season right now. How do I overcome some things that I'm in? Just go and speak life into these situations. And, and, and let the single women know that I understand. I can't say that I understand to the extent that you've been single all your life. But mm-hmm. the desire that you have for a husband is there for a reason. And let's work on Do the inner work first. Do all you can on this side so you can be prepared for when God sends him. And believe in your heart that God is preparing him just like he's preparing me. I, I I would love to do a wife ready tour in 2019. So that's, I that's, that's, I that's I my next step.
0: Yeah. I think that mm-hmm. would be awesome. Yeah. We, I come in agreement with that. That's, I think um, when you said that, I was like, I don't think you need, I, I think that would be full support. Mm-hmm. I think you'll have several investors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you know of anybody that would want to be, Interested in investing in that and being a sponsor, please reach out to Kim. Um, she operates in the utmost integrity. Um, good, good people, and as you can see, is full of wisdom and knowledge, and wants marriages to work out or for you to remain unmarried until you can work it out and find that right person. So. Yeah, this has been good. That's
1: awesome. When do you
0: When do you head back? I uh, will uh, leave in the morning. Okay. Back to Atlanta. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much. This yeah. has been good.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Facebook family. Um, love y'all. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, as you know, um, in November, uh, second and fourth, or we might do second and third because of the holidays. We'll figure that out. But. Um, Thank you for hanging with us. This was some good stuff. Remember, share this and share it often. somebody I know needs to hear it. Thank you for listening. Kim, thank you for joining us. This was awesome. All right, another good one. Y'all take care. Have a great, great evening and an even better week. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. All right, bye now.